Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Better Living, a show that focuses on people and organizations making a big difference here in North Texas. And joining us this morning is Stephen Jones and Catherine Cox. In fact, Stephen Jones is the founder of Lyric Stage and Catherine Cox is the executive producer. How are you guys doing? Great, Chris. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Catherine, how are you feeling? Wonderful. Good morning. Well, let me tell you something. A lot of people have enjoyed the productions that you guys have done over the years. What is it, 29 now, Stephen? Yeah, this is 29 years right now. We're getting ready. Next year will be our 30th year. That is absolutely amazing. I love what you say on the website. Lyric Stage is dedicated to the development and preservation of the musical a uniquely American art form. So lyricstage.org has this incredible website that everybody's got to visit. But more importantly, how did you happen to bring the Lyric Stage to Dallas 29 years ago, Stephen? Well, about 30 years ago, I was living in New York City. I was an actor and uh, produced a show off Broadway and had a great experience as a producer and decided I was tired of not being in control of my life because actors are... Everything they do is at uh, the pleasure of a producer, a director, a choreographer, a music director. And I really enjoyed producing Off-Broadway. So I'm, I'm from Dallas originally, came in, took a tour of the Irving Arts Center, which was about a year and a half old at that point, and thought, you know what? This would be a great place for a professional musical theater company. And at that time, Dallas County didn't have one. Uh, the Dallas Summer Musicals was going strong, but they had really just become a road roadhouse. They weren't producing anything locally. And I thought, uh, 10 years from now, I'd like to come back and do that. And the more I thought, I thought 10 years from now, that opportunity is not going to be there. If I'm going to do it, I need to do it. So I decided to do it. So I came back in the summer of um, 1993. And we opened on July 8th, 1993. Our first production was a four-character musical, Romance, Romance. It was the uh, Dallas premiere of that show that had been nominated for Best Musical Tony Award in uh, a couple seasons before that. And we took off. Uh, really, at that point, was not thinking about a, long, a longevity of 30-plus years, but it's been a great, uh, a great journey and uh, a really... Wonderful thing happened to me personally about 17, 18 years ago when I met Catherine Carpenter-Cox. And um, she had recently moved to Dallas, and I knew of her, but we had never met. And I knew she was terrific. 
and um, knew that I wanted to work with her as an actress. And and we became great friends and she's starred in many shows for us. And when the time came for me to kind of turn the reins over, I knew Catherine was the person. And so here we are uh, getting ready to embark on our 30th season. Catherine is absolutely amazing. And just to pull the curtain back for all the audience, Catherine, her husband, Brad, and their daughter, Charlie, they're like family to me. I've been knowing Catherine forever and Brad forever and ever and ever. And I just know that when I first met Catherine, she, of course, is a Broadway actress and singer. And I never would have imagined that she would have continued her career here in Texas. So, Catherine, talk about how you hooked up with the Lyric stage. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm I'm gushing at all the compliments right now. First of all, thank you so much to both of you. And I, you guys are both family to me, 100%. Um, I, when I moved to Dallas from New York City after my career um, on and off Broadway, I was actually a little bit devastated because I didn't think I was going to be able to, to perform in the quality of productions that I was able to in New York City. And I stumbled upon... Um, a audition for a ragtime. I don't know, Steve, if you remember this, but uh, I, I went to this audition and I sang my heart out with a song from Thoroughly Modern Millie that I had just left in New York. And <laughs> Stephen called me back and we don't have agents in Dallas. And I had to call him because I was under the weather and I couldn't make the call back. And I didn't want to not be a no-show. And so I called the producer, which is unheard of in New York, <laughs> called the producer. And I said, I'm so sorry. I am, I am ill. I don't want to get anybody sick. Can I come to another audition? And he said, you know what? I don't have a contract because things work differently in Dallas and in, in uh, New York. And I was under, under equities, uh, actors equity. And he said, I don't have a contract actually for the role that I called you back for, but I want to work with you. And so, <laughs> so I actually thought it was baloney and I was like, okay, great. But literally not even three weeks later, he called me in and said, can you come in for a reading of celebration, uh, which is um, a musical uh, by Smitten Jones, the, who also wrote the Fantastics. And uh, we did this reading, and in talking of, during the reading, he had a, an opening in his season, and I said, uh, well, I was supposed to do a Vita at a Plano repertory theater that I don't, uh, sadly, I don't think exists anymore, um, and they had canceled it, and he put a Vita into his season, but let me tell you this, let me tell you this. He made me audition and sing all of the songs with uh, everybody else. He did not give me special treatment. I earned that role. And that was yep. my first big production 18 <laughs> years ago um, <laughs> with Lyric Stage. And I've done productions every season since, save when I was, um, well, actually, I did a production when I was pregnant. Into yes, the woods. you did. Yep. But I did, I've done every season. But after my daughter was born, Charlie, I took a, a couple years off and, I, and then went back on strong. So Lyric is in my heart. It's in my veins. It's in my blood. It's just, um, and it is, it is a little touch of Broadway 
in Dallas and I have been able to fulfill my dreams here in Dallas with full orchestras and Broadway quality, but locally produced shows. And that's the amazing thing. In fact, uh, it is a staple now in the, in the Dallas community. We're talking about the lyric stage and the founder, Stephen Jones, and executive producer, Catherine Cox, are joining us. The thing that's amazing, Stephen, is you put this thing together, but it's got a nonprofit component. Could you talk about yes. how you use that? Because that's like, that's very exceptional and also very, uh, very, very noble on your part as well. Well, it was really, it's to the benefit of the theater it was created as a 501c3 not-for-profit, which enables patrons and people that are interested in the theater, they can give us money, and it's a tax write-off for them. Mm-hmm. T- uh, ticket sales to uh, professional arts organizations only make up between 20, usually between 20, and on the high end, maybe 60% of the operating budget. It's expensive to mount a musical. And so uh, the nonprofit uh, structure of the organization allows people to give money to us and then they, they in turn can write it off. But like Catherine just said, when she moved from New York to Dallas, she was really concerned that she was not going to have a place to perform. Right. And that was, that was the impetus for me to start the theater. Dallas, back in 1993, there was not a a really a place, a theater dedicated strictly to producing musicals to let local actors take the stage. And that's been our mission since day one is to hire local performers. Now I'm not saying we never bring actors in because we do on a rare occasion, but when we do, it's because we cannot find that actor here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our, Quality drives everything we do, and we want to present the best show possible. But if there's a if there's a performer in Dallas that can can handle a role, they're cast. We don't just go to New York to bring people down here um, just to do it. And it's a like I said, it's it's a rare occurrence, and it's got to be a really specific role that we just can't find here. Um, and over the years, we've we've provided employment opportunities for over three thousand folks. And that's so the big thing. No, that's the big thing. Yeah. People don't know. I mean, maybe they do know. Everybody's not a Hollywood actor. I mean, when you're, if you're no. an actor or an actress or even you're on a stage crew, you're not making big money, but you have a gift. And therefore, you're able to support these different artists, whether they're in front of the on the stage or behind the scenes. Stephen, you've been able to create a community where you're, you're self-supportive thanks to the patrons who, who support Lyric, Lyric Stage. That's absolutely right. And I have to give a... A big shout out to Joy and Ralph Ellis and the Belmont Foundation. Uh, Mr. Ellis was a big, is a big arts patron. He loves music. And we were fortunate back in 2007 to receive a, a $30,000 grant from the National Endowment for the Arts nice. for us to present Rodgers and Hammerstein's Carousel with a full 40-piece orchestra, fully staged, just like it had been done on Broadway originally back in 1945. Well, our production in 2007 was the first time since 1945 that Carousel had been presented with a full 40-piece orchestra, fully staged. And we kind of set Dallas on its ear. We were still a small company at that point, And that was our first really large full orchestra musical. And 
the people went crazy for it and we could have run that show for a year. We could have sold it out every day. Unfortunately, we only had two weeks to run, but that was the beginning of uh, lyric stage really working directly with Rogers and Hammerstein and um, working on the scores of their classic shows, getting them ready for republication. And uh, they really took note of us up in New York because of our notices. The reviews were, were so solid. Every review was, was great. And, Ted Chapin, uh, who was the president of Rogers and Hammerstein, he said to me, he said, this is, these are the best notices Carousel has ever received, including the original Broadway production. And that, that really is where, when we started focusing on um, the restoration and the preservation of those classic American musicals and letting modern audiences see them the way that their creators intended for them to be seen and heard. I love the commitment as well. Now, I'm reading your website because your website is so awesome, and I highly recommend everybody to drop by there and browse. Go to lyricstage.org. I love the commitment, which is to great, powerful storytelling, beautiful music, all performed by our talented, diverse, and local artists. We're working hard to represent our DFW community on and off stage and hope that the seasons to come welcomes and encourages even more of our community to join us at the Majestic Theater, which leads me to segue into, Catherine, you can chime in on this as well. How did you wind up in the magnificent Majestic Theater downtown Dallas? Because it's, it's, the, it's the perfect place for your productions. Oh, my goodness. First of all, I'll, I'll, Stephen can speak to this, but let me just say something first. When Stephen moved to the Majestic Theater, and he can talk about the history there, I felt like I had come home. The Majestic Theater is not only a, a staple in like a historic staple in, mm -hmm. in Dallas, but it is also just simply gorgeous. And standing on that stage and singing Don't Cry For Me Argentina with a 30-piece orchestra, because I know, circle back, I did revive it 15 years later um, on that stage. I, that was my first was production. She was magnificent yes. both times, but I yes. think the second time she was even better than the first. Thank you. But I mean, standing on that stage, you know, it, it is, it is, it's, it's a, it's a slice of heaven to have that theater and to be able to feel like you are in a Broadway house. And originally it was a vaudevillian house, which is kind of cool. We actually produced, when I was on board, Ragtime last year um, brought it back. And, you know, there's a character, Houdini, in Ragtime. And uh, Houdini actually performed at the Majestic stage. Really? Years and years wow. ago. Wow! So <laughs> He's a we, legend! I know. So we were literally standing on the same stage. So, I mean, I'll let Stephen, um, I'll, I'll be quiet now, and I'll let Stephen talk <laughs> about the transfer. But, but I mean, it is glorious. And when you are walking in, the staff is amazing. The, the, the ambiance is amazing. And it's just, it's, it's really, it's heaven. Go ahead, Steve. Sorry. Well, we, we had uh, lyric stage, like I said, part of the reason that really I started the theaters because we had a venue, the Irving Arts Center. And that's, that's really crucial. If you don't have a place to perform, it's difficult to start a theater company. Mm -hmm. But um, I was in contact with the Majestic Theater several years before we made the move. And the opportunity arose that the Majestic really would like to have us uh, 
come come to Dallas and perform in their theater. And so at the conclusion of Lyric Stage's 24th season, um, which was in 2017, we made the move to Dallas. And it's 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 an amazing place to perform, but it's a spectacular place for an audience member. You walk into oh, the yeah. lobby and you look up and see the beautiful chandelier and all the gold leaf, and you feel like you're in New York City. You feel like you are um, in a Broadway theater. And so it's a it's a win-win for the cast and for the audience. And it's fun to go downtown. It gives, oh, yeah. it gives the audience many restaurants close by, walkable to the to the majestic. And it's just a really great night on the town. And um, I love being at the majestic. We're talking with Stephen Jones. He's the founder of the Lyric Stage, as well as the executive producer, Catherine Catherine Carpenter Cox. I, I'm got throwing your maiden name as well, because way back when you used to be yeah. known as Catherine Carpenter Cox. And, and Catherine, <laughs> I've been knowing you for so long, and you are such a tremendous actress and performer and singer. And, and you, I love the way you do the comps, because again, Broadway is Broadway, and then there's off Broadway. Is there a a, a, a vibe of a, a Broadway or off Broadway vibe on at the Majestic? You know, outside it, like the buzz in the air. I think you were painting the picture of what it's like to perform and look out on the crowd and the, the crowd looking back to the stage. But is there like a buzz in the air? I mean, just knowing that you're going downtown, and I mean, it's not New York, but it's Dallas. Listen, I think there is, um, but. Again, thank you so much for having us. We need to spread the word a little bit more, especially after coming off of, you know, kind of a little lag in our season, if you will, due to COVID. Oh, yes. But, um, yeah, <laughs> the, the, you know, but, but when I, the only thing, the way to answer that is when I was doing Guys and Dolls, a, a few years ago with Lyric Stage at the Majestic, uh, the, the poster, the poster had been a picture of, of yours truly me which mm -hmm. was amazing uh, that was very flattering and having my husband and my again two-year-old uh, she's six now two-year-old daughter stand in front of the poster of me um with all of the title and everything it just felt like new york mm -hmm. because in new york you walk by the posters on on broadway and you see the cast members and all these pictures and Gosh, it just felt so cool. And seeing the buzz outside the theater, um, now that I'm a producer and I'm not in every show, I can go outside and the line up at, you know, the will call sure. to get your tickets. It's so much fun. And again, to Stephen's point, I mean, the downtown is is getting back again. Mm -hmm. It's now a destination again. Yes. There the restaurants and bars and hotels are are all back on again and this could just be a really fun night just to see like local again amazing and it's not just the actors it's the creatives mm -hmm. it's the designers it's the directors it's the musicians everyone is so talented and they're they're local just see this amazing amount of talent for a night on the town so steven 29 and feeling fine that's the the theme for celebrating the, this this particular season at the same time, Catherine's naming a few of the, the plays that she performed in. Can you name mm -hmm. some of the performances or the different productions that you've brought over the years? I mean, just off the top of your head, because I, you guys are doing a fantastic job of painting pictures. And when you name some of the names of some of these productions that you guys held right here in Dallas, it's just mind-blowing sometimes to think about it. 29 years worth. Yeah, we've done, over the years, we've done 21 world premieres. It, 
musicals that had never been seen before. Out of those, probably five or six of them have gone on to productions off Broadway in London and across the country, but they started right here in in Dallas. Nice. Um, the I, I mentioned Carousel. That was the first of the big orchestral uh, musicals. Um, then The King and I would be on that list. Mm -hmm. um, the King and I, Rogers and Hammerstein organization, had been restoring the original script and the original score. It was about a nine-year process for them to go back and restore everything the way that it was done originally on Broadway. And they asked us, because of our production of Carousel, they asked us if we would premiere that restoration work. And of course, I said yes. And uh, so we did that. And Ted Chapin, uh, president of uh, Roger Hammerstein, he flew in to see it. And I'll never forget at intermission, he came up to me and he said, well, you've made a liar out of me. And I said, what? <laughs> he said, well, Vicki Traub, Vicki Traub was with him. He, she was the, the chief attorney for Rogers and Hammerstein organization. And they had literally just flown in from London where they had seen a big production of The King and I. And he said, well, Vicki and I were talking on the plane here saying this show just doesn't work anymore. You can't do the full show for a modern audience because it's too long because it, it is long. It's, it's about just under three hours long. And he said, you're proving that if you do the show correctly, it holds and it works for a modern audience. And that's probably the greatest compliment that I've ever been paid. Yeah, that's our, that's our mission. I mean, we want folks to be able to experience these classics, but also the new pieces. And we, we do not just world premieres, but pieces, contemporary musical theater pieces, and some of them have never been seen in Dallas before. So um, that's the deal. So I would say those are two that are pretty high on the list. Another very obscure piece that we did early on was a musical called The Grass Heart. It's based on a Truman Capote novella. And that was our fourth production. And that was the first production that kind of put us on the national map. Uh, there's a, a national theater writer, Peter Felicia, and Peter actually had written a story about me when I was in New York on my very first show that I produced. And um, he loved the grass harp. So he responded and called and said, I'm coming to Dallas. I'm going to come see your grass harp. And I was like, that's terrific. And so we got national press and exposure um, with the grass harp. And that was, like I said, that was production number four. So that was a special production because of that. And then, um, Several years later, Catherine starred in our production of Bye Bye Birdie. Mm -hmm. And uh, Charles Strauss wrote the music uh, to Bye Bye Birdie. He wrote Annie, was probably his most famous, biggest hit. And Mr. Strauss was in Dallas and came to see our production of Bye Bye Birdie. And wow. at the conclusion of the performance, he hit the stage and just was so gracious with the actors. And I'll never forget him looking directly at Catherine. And he told her how spectacular she was and that she was either better than Cheetah or in the League of Cheetah. I mean, you know, just, he was thrilled. And Wait, wait, that, I, yeah. I have memorized, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I have, I have memorized, <laughs> I have memorized this conversation because yeah, it is one of the best in my life. He called me forward and I was very, very nervous because I had played the role that Cheetah Rivera 
had made famous on Broadway. And uh, we all know Cheetah, she's an amazing yes. dancer. And I was like, uh, and, and, and performer at 1000%. And he called me forward and I was like, he said, I need to tell you something. And he told me a story that when he originally wrote the musical, he had one of his friends in mind who uh, actually was uh, very Jewish and he was gonna go that route. And then she got pregnant. And so he remembered his friend Cheetah. So he made it a twist to the more Hispanic fiery mm-hmm. passion. Mm-hmm. And he said, not only did you do as well as Cheetah, but you surpassed her. Wow. And that is, that is a compliment that I will take to my grave for the rest of my life as one of the most amazing compliments I've ever had. Yeah, that, that's special, saying something. Special night. Yes, that's amazing. Stephen Jones, we're talking Stephen Jones. He's the founder of the Lyric Stage. We're talking to executive producer slash performer artist, uh, performer artist, uh, singer, extraordinary talent, actress, Catherine Cox. And, and Stephen, you've got a season coming up. And Catherine, I want you to chime in as well. There's a lot of people who are excited about musicals and coming up for 2023. The, the hits just keep coming. Could you talk about what people can look forward to? I'm gonna let yeah, I'm gonna let Catherine talk about the season. But can I say one one more sure. object, one more thing? I sure. think it's important. We've talked about giving opportunities to to uh, Dallas actors and performers. We like to give opportunities to young performers, and there are two in particular that that I want to that I want to remember and point out because they've gone on to amazing careers. The first one is a, a young man named Brian Gonzalez, and I met Brian when he was 13 years old. And he did his first lyric stage show. I think he was 18. Well, Brian has gone on to an amazing career on Broadway. He, Aladdin, his original Broadway company, the Aladdin. He just did Mr. Saturday Night um, uh, on Broadway this past season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, just, he goes from Broadway show to Broadway show. He is truly an amazing talent. And then a, another young man, Miguel Cervantes, who I probably met. Miguel was probably... I don't know, 15 when I met him. And he did. He was in that production of The Grass Heart that I just talked about. And Miguel is right now starring on Broadway in Hamilton. So those guys as youngsters had the opportunity to work at a, at a professional theater company in their hometown and have gone on. They're not the only two, but they're, they're two that I know really well and, and have just had amazing careers. And that's part of what we want to do. We want to give Dallas town opportunities to work at a high level. And it's not, it, not everybody's going to make a career in the theater, but we want to give everybody a chance to, to have this experience. You know, to say one more thing about that, are you guys doing, I think you're doing a high school award for some performers. We do. Yeah, talk we about do. that a little bit. Well, the Schmidt and Jones Awards. That's the, it. The awards, yeah, the awards are named after Tom Jones and Harvey Schmidt, both native Texans, uh, graduates of the University of Texas back in 1952, I think is when they graduated. They wrote the Fantastics, the world's longest wow. running musical. Yes. And yeah, Harvey died about, 
almost five years ago, but Tom is still with us. He's 94 years old and still going strong. And they are really, they're our friends. They're part of our family at Lyric Stage. And um, so we named our awards honoring excellence in high school musical theater after them. And we do it every year. And high schools put on musicals and we have a group, a, a panel of judges travel to the schools that are uh, member schools. If you're if you're not a member school, if you're a drama teacher listening right now and you want to be, um, visit the website and shoot us an email and, and we'll hook you up with uh, Amy Stevenson, the director of our Spit and Jones Awards. But it's a wonderful program. It gives high school kids that are artists and actors and dancers a chance to shine. Um, a lot of times they don't get the recognition that uh, sports stars do, but we have our own kind of mini little Tony Awards, our mm -hmm. Schmidt and Jones Awards, uh, in May every year at the Majestic. So uh, it's a program that, that we really uh, cherish and are, are very feel very fortunate that we're able to, to have this program for the for the young Dallas performers. Oh yes, for sure. I, I love the way you guys give back and reach back. Also, to piggyback on that, so many performers from the Smitten Jones High School Awards have come now to audition for Lyric Stage when they've become, you know, a little bit older, where they can drive their own, you know, mm -hmm. selves getting there. And we have cast wonderful young talent in our ensemble and even our leads because they are that good. That is absolutely fantastic and amazing. And let me go ahead and continue segueing because I've been promising this. Catherine, you have got to discuss the upcoming season because I understand there's five productions by classic pop rock composers. Broadway has to offer these plays and they're coming here to the Majestic and the Lyric Stage. Well, here's the thing, Chris. I want to announce them, but I can't yet. I have to, I have to hold it a little close. Um, but let me tell you. <laughs> I, I do, I do, okay. because um, it, you need to go to the website to, to find out, and we'll be announcing very soon. Um, just, just, just a little FYI, I, I got to announce it earlier to to friends and family of Lyric Stage, and if you want to mm -hmm. be friends and family and and uh, help us uh, achieve our goals um, to to be able to uh, do this the right way, to do it, the, yes. yeah, to make it the best of the, the best. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, but, but let me tell you, this 30th season is going to have two throwbacks to uh, the massive, glorious, uh, fully orchestrated, uh, well, we're always fully orchestrated, but like massive orchestras, 40 pieces. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're going to have a couple of fun shows in the middle. Um, and, and it would just be, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm tied by our, our I, bounds, the I equity understand. and all But I'm going to tease you. I'm going to do a little teaser. Go ahead, I'll do a little teaser. teaser. I'll yeah. do a little yeah. teaser. Okay, good. One of the big titles I have mentioned during this interview. I'll say. You have. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You have. We're yes. reviving. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. again, all of the information is lyric lyricstage.org if you want to i mean there's a way to find out and dig a little deeper and again this interview right here is fantastic because you guys are really getting a lot of people excited because like you said musical theater is art music is art art is one of the backbones of any community and again you guys have won every kind of award you can think of you've got all kinds of great partnerships going is there any more information that people need to know about Lyric Stage that they do not know, other than the productions they can find out more information on the website? Yeah, I think we we need to uh, we need to talk about Aida, which is the show that's coming next. Elton John and Tim Rice's Aida. There you go. Um, at the Majestic, February fifteenth through the nineteenth. So that's coming up right after. It'd make a great Christmas gift. There you go. Lyric Stage, you know, passes for Lyric Stage, and that's that's next. And then in May, May 17th through 21st is uh, Disney's Tarzan. So those are the last two shows of the 29th season. And Catherine will be announcing the 30th season shortly. And also, just a little mm-hmm. excitement, Tarzan, I get to be in. And um, my daughter's going to be front row and center. Um <laughs> When I'm singing You'll Be In My Heart by Mr. Phil Collins. So, and Tarzan is a family, family friendly yes, show. Yes, it is. In fact, and I, so I, much fun. I and highly it's, it's, recommend people to watch the, the cartoon, watch the animated feature before you go to the play. And that way you can feel like you're going along with For the Ride again. Yeah, and you can tell us if we did a, a great job or not. There you go. <laughs> or superseded it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's interactive. <laughs> Well, Tim, is there, excuse me, Stephen, is there anything else we should share with all of our listeners? Catherine, anything else you want to add to it as far as people, if they want to uh, get their subscriptions or get some season tickets or or if they want to uh, audition or if they want to be a part, volunteer? Well, 100% on our website are is all the information for auditions. And we actually just acquired a new wonderful space that we can hold the auditions and uh, kind of work through everything. Most importantly, I just would love for people to come down and and see us. I think we're doing really great work and um, want everybody to commune again. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's my my deal. Yeah. Treat yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself to a night on the town. Have a have a Broadway experience here in Dallas at Lyric Stage. You will not regret it. Again, Lyric Stage is a blessing here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And once again, uh, Stephen Jones, Catherine Cox, we cannot thank you enough. 
For those, again, who do not know, Lyric Stage is dedicated to the development and preservation of the musical, a uniquely American art form. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Joining us now is my good friend, Amy Reiser. She's the regional director of the Fort Worth Better Business Bureau. Amy, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fine. I'm always loving to talk with you because you always help so many people, especially when they're being taken advantage of. And I mean, some people, when they think about the Better Business Bureau, they think about, oh, I've got a small business and I need to get registered. But then you are always on top of, especially with technology, people getting tricked and all these different scams, especially during the holidays. Can we start off talking about pet scams? And I'm bringing this up because around the holidays, a lot of people like to buy their kids or surprise their relatives or family with pets. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a thing. It's a big thing. Uh, my mother-in-law is asking for two kittens and she's wanting specific colors. And I'm, I keep, you know, telling them while you're searching, you know, just because they have the tabby cat you want or the gray cat you mm-hmm. want, uh, don't fall in love with the animal until you have done all of the research and the, the checking things out because there are some really, really savvy scammers when it comes to pet scams. And they will use pictures of, you know, stock photos of an animal that doesn't exist. Uh, and they will entice you and get you basically where you've already fallen in love with this animal um, so that they can then, you know, add all these extra fees. And, well, it's going to cost this to get this done and to get it you know, shipped to you or for you to pick it up or it's going on the airline and it needs extra insurance. I mean, these, these add up. We recently had somebody in the Dallas area lose about $7,000 in trying to get this pet. And it was, oh my goodness. It's it's amazing. But you know what? People see some acute pet and they Mm -hmm. just get touched. They say, Oh, look at his eyes. And next thing you know, they're down the rabbit hole and getting duped. Yeah. And now they're, you know, they've already in their heart decided this is my pet and they've gotten attached and, you know, they're probably buying supplies and getting ready and, mm-hmm. and, and that it all falls apart and they're not only out a lot of money, but they're heartbroken. It's, you know, it's, it's a, a time of year when, you know, it's easy for us to get our hopes up and right. feel excited and, it's, it's easier to take advantage of us when we're feeling that way. On the flip side, I've talked to some um, some legitimate pet, ad- pet adoption agencies, and mm-hmm. they say this time of year, you know, so many people want to adopt pets, you know, for free. But yep. what always happens is a lot of people find out that the pet and the family don't match up, and unfortunately they wind up bringing the pets back, and that's also sad for the pets. It is. There's a there's a surge right after the holidays uh-huh. of bringing them back. You know, and that's a number of reasons. It's they didn't get along with the kids, or they didn't get along with the other pets in the house, or it was gifted to them and they did not want an right. animal. <laughs> you know, so there's all kinds of reasons, and so it's great the these adoption opportunities. I know this weekend they're doing one where they're waiving all the fees, and it's you know across all the shelters, um, which is wonderful. I'm a, I'm an adopter myself. Mm-hmm. I would rather rescue, you know, mm-hmm. than, than go and buy a pet. But I mean, it, it really is sad to see that uh, here we go into January and the shelters are all full again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's rough. 
It's rough out there. So, like I said, this is the time of the year. This is the holidays, and people are emotional. And when I say emotional, I'm talking about in a good way. They're like, oh, this is a cute pet, or oh, I would love to give this to my nephew or my niece. or And next thing, oh, I would love, my grandma would love this cat. And it just doesn't quite work out sometimes. So you always got to think about the bigger picture and do a little bit of homework. It always yeah. helps, right? The ho- doing a little bit of homework always helps, which leads me into just doing more and more things online as it is. I mean, people shop online. They look over stuff online. They look at the pictures online. They're not necessarily going out to kick all the tires in person first. So are right. there some red flags to let people know this is a scam What you're seeing is not real. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So online purchasing just continue to be the number one scam across the board. Um, So many different things happening in so many different ways. And many of them are overlapping types of scams, but we could get into that in a minute. Um, But I just wanted to kind of go through and point out a few things as, you know, how can you identify when you might be interacting with a fraudulent online seller? Yes. So one of the best indicators is that we've said it a million times. We'll keep saying it. If the deal seems good to it to be true, it probably is. Right. So if you're seeing a price on something, maybe there's a particular brand or that hot item. We see them every Christmas um, where you've been on the hunt for this item and you see an advertisement. You're like, wow, that's a really good price for that. Um, if it's not comparable to the other prices you've been seeing, don't click that buy button until you know. That doesn't mean there aren't some really great legitimate deals going on out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there definitely are. But if you have that gut instinct, um, take a pause, go and check it out, especially if it's one of those highly sought after or expensive products and it's being offered at a fraction of the cost uh, that should send up that warning flare for you. Also, you were talking yeah. about this earlier. Um, when you purchase anything online nowadays, the smartest thing is to use your credit card, not your debit card. Please exp- explain and elaborate because I could say it a million times, but they don't want to hear from me. Yeah. So you might have, you know, you might be laying in bed scrolling through on your phone and you find this thing that you're like, oh, I really need to get that. Um, and so maybe your account. Uh, on your phone is clicked to your Apple Pay, which is your debit card or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. We highly recommend that you use your credit card when purchasing online. The reason being is that credit cards have more um, protections in place for the consumers so that if you realize mm-hmm. that the transaction is fraudulent, you can contact your credit card company and you know d- dispute the charge or have a chargeback done. Whereas with a debit card, it's going to take longer and it freezes up your actual personal funds in your bank account. Um, so then you're not able to get your groceries or put gas right. in your car while your account is frozen. Right. And the other thing, this is another little secret part about it. If you use your debit card, it mm-hmm. might be one of those little scams where they get that information and then they take stuff out of your account every yep. month. Because you Recurring. didn't, you scroll past all of the, I agree, you know, it's like five pages mm-hmm. of things and words. And then you say, click, like, I, I just agree. Get my stuff. <laughs> yeah. And next, every, next thing you know, every month, something's coming out of your bank account because you got, got hoodwinked. Oh, we saw a lot of that. It is, it is very common. And fortunately, it's happening way more than people realize. 
Um, and the, the most common that, that we saw most frequently was in um, during the election time and there were campaigns. Oh, yeah. And so you would think you were giving a one time donation to a mm -hmm. candidate. Uh, and then uh, people realized when they were checking their bank statements, which people don't do as often as they used to, because, you know, you used to have to balance your checkbook. Now right. you can just pull up your account online and see what's going on. Um, they would find that these, these charges kept coming out and several found that it was hundreds and hundreds of dollars, if not more, depending on their first, you know, gift that they were caught in a recurring, recurring donation trap. So it's definitely something to pay attention to. Okay. Uh, a friend of my family, actually, I shouldn't say friend, someone in my family became a victim of identity theft mm. and it happens to a lot of people. But this was a kid, and the only reason we even knew about it was because the Eternal Revenue Service said, we want to make, they sent a letter and said, before we give you your, um, you know, your, uh, your tax return on this particular tax return, because this, this kid got a tax return because he was <laughs> working part-time in the summer, mm -hmm. we want to make sure this is you. And it yeah. wasn't. Someone is taking his identity theft. Could you talk about any scenarios, you know, about like that where people getting their identity stolen? You know, we are seeing an extreme, I mean, extreme rise in phishing scams. Ah. So phishing with a pH, not out in the in the river with yeah, the not, rod in the, not in the lake. Yeah, not out in the river. <laughs> Um, but it's uh very, very high-tech, uh, smart ways of interacting with people to get important information. So somehow that social security number uh, got shared in a way that somebody was able to grab that info. Maybe it was in a website that wasn't secure. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Gaming website. And, you never and, know. Yeah. So, or one of the things that, that we're really looking at right now is that if it's happening on your, on your computer where they're sending you an email and it, they are so good. I'm telling you, they look legitimate mm -hmm. that they are able to put malware on your computer that is actually um, able to track your keystrokes. And so you might be putting in wow. a, a password or a credit card number if you're buying something and it's able to track those, figure out what those numbers are. And then your identity has gone. And it was because you responded um, to something that looked very legitimate. So, what can you do about that? <laughs> well, especially with technology, earlier. especially with technology, because, you know, <laughs> the algorithms now and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, AI and it's like what, artificial intelligence that like you can Google up a belt like you want to buy a belt to wear around your waist. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, because of AI and the algorithms, mm -hmm. they're sending you all these ads for belts. Every story oh, yeah. you can imagine about a belt. A belt for a bathrobe, a belt for some jeans, a belt for... It's like, and imagine any other thing or product or, or report or information that you just glanced over. You say, okay, here's a report about Phil Collins, the singer. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, everything about his life is being sent to you on Google. Yes. Yeah. You're in your, 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 your Facebook feed is like, yes. hey, there's a belt that you should buy. And it's like, how did you know? <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Yep, or Alexa. If you have an Alexa, she's always listening. And right. So how do you how do you kind of know? You got to be more on guard. I mean, yeah. What can you do? Because so, it's, it's it's they're making your life easier, but it's making you more susceptible. It really, really is. And and so, I mean, if you have 
any feeling at all that something's off, just get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you um, have a bunch of, so think of it like your house and you have several layers of security. So you might have cameras in your driveway or motion detector lights. You might have a ring doorbell where you can see who's at the door. Mm-hmm. You might have a security system if the door is opened. And then you might have dogs. I mean, you might have a gut. I don't know. Whatever the, the case may be, you have these layers of security. And so you want to think about it that way with your electronics as well. So you want to have that malware, you know, the security on two-factor authentication. Sure. While it might be annoying. It is important. Um, one of the things you need to look for anytime you're online with a website that you're interacting with, if you're putting any information in, that lock symbol needs to be at the top. So up there where the website address is, the HTTP needs an S on it. It means secure and you need the lock. Um, with your computers, you got to have that antivirus. You've got to have some backup I would recommend having a company that you work with that regularly, um, you know, scans or supports or takes a look and cleans up your mm-hmm. uh, what's on your cookies and all that. Right. Stuff. Um, <clears throat> pay close attention. So th- I actually fell for one early th- earlier this week. Not you. Well, me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know and these things, but it happened to you. I do. It was so good. I'm telling you. Um, but I realized. After I had already updated my password, I was like, oh, man, I got that gut feeling, you know. Mm -hmm. So I immediately sent it to IT and I was like, can you look at this for me and see? And they were like, changing your passwords now, (laughs) ma'am. Oh, my goodness. But I mean, the logos were perfect. Uh, The information was just like we would see it at work. You know, we've upgraded our account. Please Please, you know, update. Had okay, the so logo. you okay, so you thought you were upgrading something? Yeah, I thought I was making an just an update, like the newest right. version of it's available, just like your phone does when it sure. has to, you know, do the system update. And so it was like, we have a new update available for micro. It was Microsoft. I mean, they're one of the most impersonated companies. Microsoft, Google, the IRS. Mm-hmm. We even get impersonated as BBB. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, it was showing as if it was Microsoft. Um, wow. and we do this from time to time, actually for security reasons to make updates. Yes. To, account, right? but to, to have more security, you upgrade. Yeah. I thought it was totally legit. And so <laughs> after I had already clicked, you know, yes, update, um, I had this feeling and I was like, Oh, better be safe than sorry. And call and send it to it well then i went back to the the email where it sent the update and way down in the send i was able to see a very you know very small font Mm -hmm. of where the email came from Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. always look at the sender and if it does not match up with what you've received before from that entity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not coming from your administrator. It seems like it's coming from overseas in a yes. little village somewhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, I hate when we're the ones that mess up. But that just drives the point home that they're very smart. They know what they're doing. Anyone can be a victim. Um, Speaking of overseas, I got to tell you this one because I'm sure something like this might have happened to anybody, including maybe you. And this is nothing bad, but I I was getting an 
up what was it? I was do, I was upgrading my credit card or doing something to my credit card. So I called, mm-hmm. you know, the number because I first they were trying to help me online. You know, they always want to help you online and with a little chat. And I said, no, I need to talk to somebody. So I talked to this lady, and she was really, really nice. And she had a little bit of an accent. I was like, okay, I bet it's overseas. I didn't know where. And mm-hmm. I swear to God, in the background, a rooster crowed. <laughs> and, I like, and I just started laughing, and she said, I am so sorry. I said, no, you just added to the atmosphere. I said, this is this is actually kind of fun for me. And she said, I am just so sorry. I said, listen, don't even. She said, I'm working from home today. I said, I understand. I understand. And then before the conversation ended, the, the crow uh, crowed again. It was Or the rooster crowed again. It was too funny. It just showed you how global the world is, right? It is. Yeah. And we're all, and you know, it doesn't, we're all remote now. Yes. We, we everybody's working from home. Or optionally. Yeah. So no you surprise know. there. We're talking with Amy Razor. She is the regional director of the Fort Worth Better Business Bureau. And we're talking about different things going on during the holidays. And I have to bring this up because a lot of gifts are purchased online during the holidays, which means a lot of gifts and packages are left on doorsteps. Can mm-hmm. you talk about porch pirates and how you can guard against those kind of situations or, you know, just scenarios like that? Yes, yes. Those those pirates are definitely out there. You, if you got um, security cameras, you can catch them a little bit, right? It helps. It certainly helps. It helps to know your neighbors so that, you know, they're paying attention and could just kind of you know, being aware of what's going around, what kind of trucks are in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these um, bigger delivery services like Amazon or UPS or what have you um, use contract workers as well. Right. Um, yeah. Cause so, sometimes they're in a regular car or truck, mm-hmm. but they're contract. Yeah. And I mean, and that's usually a red flag first, you know, you want to be like, Oh, that's not Amazon. Um, so look to see if the person is wearing a uniform or, um, any other indicators, you know, Amazon, I know, at least from my experience, (laughs) purchased one or two things from Amazon in my day and they take a picture. Yes. They stop, they stop and take a picture and they ring the doorbell and they have to turn that picture in. And so you can actually track it to make sure that it got there. You should receive an email with a picture of your package on your porch sitting Mm -hmm. on your phone, you know, when you get it. Um, So that's super helpful. And, and, and that can even help identify mistakes because you're like, wait a minute, that's not my porch, but I know that's the porch of my neighbor two doors down. It got delivered to the wrong address. Yes. You can help Um, track down your package if it gets delivered to the wrong house. You know what? I'm that kind of a person where I'm a real nice neighbor. And if I know it's the wrong address, I will actually take that package okay. down the street to the right porch. That's just we me, We should though. all be that nice. You know, I, I I do the same. There's one address that people get mixed up on our street all the time, and it's me and another lady. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be like, I got your package again. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, I, I will always. That's just me. I'm like, well, it's just down the street. I'll just take it down the street. I'll walk it down the street or I'll get in the car and I'll run down or drive down the street and drop it off. But in other words, this is the holiday time of the year. So if you're a listener, you know, it'd be nice if you did something like that, you know, kind of yes, be neighborly, absolutely. you know, it's the time so of the year. Another thing that, that I do that, that I've, you know, I think has been very helpful and that I think others should do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can, we have a, a Facebook group for our neighborhood. And so, oh, we'll yeah. say, 
Yeah, we'll say like, hey, I saw a, a suspicious looking vehicle on such and such street in our neighborhood. Um, just wanted you guys to be aware or if anybody has any information. So we share that kind of information, but we're also like, I was expecting a delivery today and it says it was delivered, but it's not on my porch. Is this on any of your porches? Mm -hmm. um, those are always helpful. We've got a neighborhood app, the layers. same thing. Yeah. It's another layer yeah. of security. Yeah. yeah. So, or if you know something's coming and that you're not going to be home, have one of those neighbors pick it up for you and then pick it up from them when you get home. Um, it's just, there's a lot to look out for. I know not everybody wants or can afford a security system or cameras outside, um, I get that. And, mm -hmm. and, and you want to have other plans in place, like having the neighbor pick it up for you, or maybe scheduling the delivery if you can. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, porch pirates, lots of them picking up some, some free stuff to them out and about. Right. Um, so yeah, being aware of your surroundings all the time. And since this is the holidays, it's the holiday time of the year, but it's also the end of the year. And, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of weeks is going to be the beginning of the year. It's going to be in 2023. Mm -hmm. Are there any end of the year things we need to be uh, aware of on the positive side or the negative side or just to be aware? In yeah, North Texas? I mean, you know, a lot of people start thinking about, you know, preparing their taxes. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, a lot of people know they're getting a return and want to get that done as fast as they can. So usually at the end of January, they get that that W-2 and they're ready to file and they're ready to go. Um, just make sure that you trust the people that are helping you do your taxes. Um, look up their reputation. Um, you know, don't, don't act too quickly, uh, before you do your research and understand. Cause that's your personal them. information you're giving them. Absolutely. That's, that's everything. That's, that's identity theft right. <laughs> gold mine right there. Yeah. Um, another thing, especially first of the year that we talk about a lot are gym memberships. Um, you know, again, I'm glad you brought that up because that's what happens. People make their new year's resolutions and it's usually yep. go to the gym. Yep. Um, so look at the contracts, check out the facilities. Um, are you going to have that recurring charge? And then, you know, you only use it in January and you're stuck paying X number of dollars a month mm -hmm. <laughs> after you drop off that resolution. Um, you know, really look at what the details are. Uh, as far as that goes. And then, you know, you may get a good deal and then you get to the facility and you're like, mm, this doesn't really have what I was actually looking for. I prefer Pilates instead of yoga or right. whatever, the case may be. <laughs> you know, go in person and check it out. Um, look at their cleaning policies. You know, we've already all been through COVID. And so mm -hmm. we want to continue to be mindful of environments that we're in your safety in the environment a lot of gyms are like 24 hours but is that a place that you want to be at midnight you might right that as well. so, make sure the location's safe yeah yeah just a few tips there those are those are the two big things for the first of the year are new year's resolutions and taxes <laughs> yeah that's what's every what's in front of everybody's minds uh are there any travel tips uh for the holidays that people can yes, be aware of they're Tons of travel scams out there. Uh oh. Um, everything from um, Airbnbs or places that you would, you know, stay in somebody else's home. Mm -hmm. um, not particularly one company, but any of those. Right. Uh, those rentals or leases. Yeah. 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 Uh, everything from those to hotels to flights to um, 
security deposits for things and then you realize you don't have it you just lost your deposit um, a lot to be aware of again don't make hasty decisions compare pricing make sure that you aren't having like you know two hundred dollars to go to egypt probably isn't a real deal <laughs> right <you know? laughs> yeah you're not gonna it sounds too good to be true you're not going to uh qatar you know the yeah, world cup's yeah. <laughs> not gonna get you you're not gonna get there for 200 bucks that's not gonna happen that's that's exactly. not real yeah so yeah and pay attention and make sure everything and even all the other things we've talked about today online keep receipts and records of everything um, so that you don't get to the airport and they're like, no, we don't have you for a flight mm -hmm. <laughs> anywhere. Um, you can show that confirmation email and the information. Um, and then if something does happen, please report it. Um, I know a lot of times we're embarrassed, you know, we fell for a pet scam or we got into a romance scam or a travel scam, we, we feel embarrassed that, oh, mm -hmm. why did I fall for that? I felt embarrassed about the Microsoft thing. Mm -hmm. um, but sharing it with BBB, with other entities, helps protect others from that happening to them. So turn it in. BBB.org slash scam tracker is the perfect place to report those things. Um, report uh, the company when, you know, you've had this transaction and it ended up being a scam. Because it helps us and all the other entities to figure out yes. how to track it down and put a stop to it. Yes, you can. You can put a stop to it, and again, you can. If there were supposed to be a BBB approved business, you can, you know, check them off the list, or people can reconfirm. They can, because yep. believe it or not, you guys are a service that people trust. Can you talk mm -hmm. about again how important it is that people take their time? and mm -hmm. trust the, the businesses they're going to try to do business with or the entities that they're doing business with. Yeah, I, I always research your business when you're doing business with someone, especially when it's something very, you know, the little things, yes. But, I mean, if you're talking like a home repair or a major gift, yeah. you need to look at the reputation of that company. You need to have a way of contacting them. So their their website, their phone number, their email addresses, you need to be able to contact an actual person um, and, and be able to look at their reviews, know what their reputation is like so that you can hopefully avoid <laughs> some heartache before you make the decision and not have to be the person after the fact that's filing the complaint. Amy, that's why we have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Amy Razor, she is the uh, Regional Director of the Fort Worth Better Business Bureau. Happy holidays, Amy. Thank you for joining Same us. Same to you. My pleasure as always. I'm Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan. Thanking all of you for joining us. Tune in again next week as we focus on other organizations doing great things right here on Better Living. So long, everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.